Welcome to the Sun Spice Wisdom Show. I'm your host, Ashley Welch, and today I have a very special friend, also known as the Gold Digger Girl, Kimberly Olson. Hey. <laughs> How hey, are you? I'm so excited to be here. I know. Good. It's so nice to see you. This is magical. It I is. I know you too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's been so long because it has. We have, this is like <laughs> our first step to get closer to each other because it's been what, two and a half years since we've seen each other. And then I'll get to see you in the flesh in like a week or something. <laughs> I know. This is awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited. Okay. So, um, I was, I was going through your LinkedIn page and I saw you, um, I saw you on your news state or on a news channel in Austin, local in Austin, yes. as you were launching your book. Um, what, what, what was it? F balance or something? Um, <laughs> why, why balance is BS. <laughs> why balance is BS. Okay. I like your title better though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I clearly like, I uh, clearly, I really, I mean, cause you're my friend. I'm just kind of like, I'm just going to ask you all the questions and let you catch me up on your life. Cause I didn't actually want to go and research all everything about you, but I was like, <laughs> I should know one thing that she's been up to aside from all the Facebook lives that I watch, which are phenomenal by the way. Um, <laughs> but I just, I had the flashback when you were on that news channel of you with Genesis today doing all of the like superfood weight loss management stuff, the green coffee bean back in that, that whole era of, of life. And uh, anyways, it just, it was, it was a bittersweet moment watching you. Um, so it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I miss, I miss those days. You know, you were such a, for those of you who, um, who don't know, I, my, my life before, 27 Spice before Flutter and all of that was working with a superfood company uh, called Genesis Today. And Kimberly actually hired me and trained me up to like be this spokesperson for the company and uh, really helped me find my voice, you know, at a really young age during a time where I, you know, I just had a baby. I was a single mom and it was like a really crazy time. And you kind of ushered me up and like you kind of put in a very loving way, pushed me to give me some confidence at an early age to just kind of, you know, run about and, um, and be able to, to be a leader at, at a pretty quick, or, I mean, I was 21. You were so young. Oh my gosh. You were so young. I, was like, I thought I you had were no way idea. older. <laughs> Do you remember oh, yeah. when you had to get the rental car and you were like, Oh, I'm not old enough to get or it was like you had to be 25 or older or something. And you're, and you're like, I'm not 25. I'm like, you're not like, I had no idea. Yeah, no. Well, it was, there was an extra fee. It was like, if you, <laughs> if you were under 24 years old, then your rate like went through the roof. And so, yeah, I, I remember the president of the, or the VP of the company, Darren Johnson, Darren Johnson. Um, if you're watching, What's hello, <laughs> uh, he called me and he was like, so, uh, I, I saw your rental car and it showed an extra, I think it was like an extra, like $50 a day or something ridiculous. And he was like, how many more years are we going to have to pay that for you? And I was like, three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, um, well, I would, it's, it's just so nice to see you and I'm so excited to see you next you week. Too. So for anyone who's watching Kimberly, it, it, 
I've got, got to see her obviously evolve, evolve as a woman, become a mom and really dominate her, um, your brand, like, and your brand is really you, you've taken yourself and you've created a whole brand around it. And it's, it appears to be the most authentic version of you that I've ever seen. So it's really cool to watch, but it's awesome to see you taking this concept and and empowering other people to find their voice and to find what, what drives them and, and then also give them very like, I guess, just tactile uh, formulas on how to succeed in the world of social media, in the world where, like for me, I honestly, like, I just kind of avoided it for a really long time. You know, some kids loved it and they just, they gravitated towards the online social media stuff naturally right away. For me, I kind of like, I didn't like it. I, I was, you know, in certain ways repulsed by it. I just didn't, I didn't find it enjoyable until recently. And watching you has still been an inspiration for me um, to see. I'm like, oh, well, if Kim can do it, I can do it. She's taught me all along. So, <laughs> so I guess yeah, for, sure. for, pe- for people that are watching, what like, obviously you work with clients privately and you also do coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's, you, you're like multifaceted as far as what you do. You have a podcast, you have your, you know, your, your Facebook lives that you do. You have your client workshops, you're a freaking author, you have a PhD. Like we just go on and on about everything that you've done. <laughs> but if someone wanted to work with you, what would that sort of initial experience look like when you first bring a client in to, to help sort of guide them Um, I guess just, yeah, give me that step-by-step experience. Yeah, for sure. So I teach completely online. So I don't teach anything brick and mortar. I have helped people go from like an artist right before COVID. She got into my group coaching and was able to pivot. So it was like such divine timing because she literally signed up a month before everything happened. She couldn't sell in art galleries anymore. So anyone who's wanting to build on social media. So I teach organic building. So they have to learn how to show up, you know, authentically, like you talked about, but the biggest thing is with social media and especially now more than ever with everything we're going on globally, you have a choice of how you're going to show up. So you can choose to be the light. You can, you can choose to encourage, inspire. I mean, really people come to social media to connect. So if you're ever feeling like icky about it, or it just feels, you know, disingenuine, it's because you're either engaging with content that's not aligned with you energetically. Maybe you're hanging out mm-hmm. on TikTok too long, or you are scrolling on Instagram, comparing yourself to all those chicks that are like totally airbrushed instead of building a community, finding a tribe, finding your voice. Like it is the most incredible thing in the whole world. When you get a message from someone who's like, I've been following you and you gave me the courage to get help. And I overcame my alcohol addiction. I've been following you and I had the courage to start my business. And I just put my two weeks notice. Like I get those messages every day. Like I'm not even kidding. And so it obviously fuels me, but it really has shown me like, this is bigger than me. You know, this really is bigger than me. I'm just a vehicle. I'm just a, just a vessel, I guess. So I don't know if that sounds too high in the sky, but I really, no. really am so passionate about that because there's such, such bad stuff out there right now. And I'm like, you can focus on that or we can focus on this over here. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I will say amen to that because I, I have witnessed, you know, and it's weird, even I'm sure you've experienced this, this sort of darker energy that honestly, it just, it, it turns out 
it makes more money. The The bad stuff makes mm-hmm. more money in ads on, on social media. So you feel like you can at certain times be bombarded. And if you get a comment from someone, it could be a family member and you're just like, oh, like that's just, yeah, it can be too much. Waited. So yeah. So you have, it, it, it's actually way easier to, to be negative or to pick up on that negative stuff than to choose, choose a place of light. Um, so I don't think it's too high in the sky at all. I think everyone is on board with that. Um, or at least the people that are watching the Sun Spice Wisdom show are because <laughs> they should, you should hear some of the stuff we're talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll have you doing breath exercises here halfway through the, no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, so yeah, when COVID hit, you must, did you find that your business ramped up because people were at home and they had to figure it out? Yeah. Yeah. It was multiple reasons. So one, like we did like a quarter of a million last year and we're going to do 1.1 million this year. So it quadrupled, but what happened was, is people were shifting to online. The I'm in direct sales network marketing. So I work with people who are in that space and want to learn how to build genuinely or people who want to become coaches. So people are already going, okay, online's an option here, right? Maybe I really should work on my business or people who had never considered it before. The search on it went from like a hundred to a thousand. You know what I mean? Like it was crazy how many people are looking to come online. But the Mm -hmm. other thing is people are choosing to invest. Like my program is like thousands of dollars. They're choosing to invest in themselves, but they want to learn from someone who's really doing it the right way. So I was able to stand out because I had filled the gap in the market. I was teaching, don't cold message, don't spam, don't be gross. <laughs> Stop being weird, Gina. And so yeah. I was teaching, like just to people like normal humans, right? And and it was really like serving me because people were drawn to me for it. So yeah, we totally, it, it totally helped us for sure. Yeah. So what was that? Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious because there was such a gap where we didn't actually connect a whole lot when you went through a lot of transformations, I think I saw you in Austin and maybe it was 2016 um, for when I was at South by Southwest and we connected. And at that point in your life, you had just had your second baby and you Mm -hmm. hadn't, you gold, gold digger girl hadn't come. So what was that sort of period of time where it felt like you, I remember you were in um, postpartum and kind of, you were figuring things out. You, you had just moved into a beautiful home with your husband, but I remember feeling that energy that, that you were still, you were still trying to figure out what that was. And I'm curious what that journey was like for you, both kind of on a personal level and, and then how that seeded into the conception of the gold digger girl. Yeah, that's such a good question. It's so fun too, because you know me so well. So like you were there, like right right next to me, you know, when I went through some of that stuff that people never know about. So yeah, I, when I had Elise, um, eight and a half, I was eight and a half months pregnant with my second, I lost my full-time job and I was, uh, with a skincare company and I was making almost six figures. And then we built this like dream home. Yeah. That was my my shop. Okay. Yeah. And so I was making great money. I was traveling. I, we just, we only had one baby and built this like gorgeous home that well for us, it was, you know, our dream home, two new vehicles. And then Elise came right before she was born. I was let go from the, they had basically, um, eliminated the territory. So it wasn't performance or anything, but it was gone. Right. And so you can't exactly like go out and, um, 
interview, right? So I went, uh, I was unemployed for five months. I ran a boot camp in my backyard. I had my baby strapped to my body. I'm like, do push-ups. Like I was hustling, right? Like I was trying to make, <laughs> make the ends meet, but I did fall into a really deep depression. Um, yeah. We cashed in our 401ks. We put everything on credit cards. So I took a job locally, but it was like half the money. Um, and I started, my coping mechanism was, was drinking alcohol. It goes up. It's in both sides of my family. Like rampant. And that became my coping. Like I just was not happy. I had a lot of dark thoughts, never like suicidal, but definitely deep depression. Mm -hmm. I always think of it as like a tormented. So if you're listening and you're like, Oh man, I'm like that too. I'm telling you, you, you can overcome it. Cause I have, but at the time I felt like something was wrong with me. You know, I was like, what's wrong with me? So my friend was telling me about her network marketing, Victoria, you know, Victoria Alexander. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you gotta come do it. It's awesome. And she was just so persistent. And I was like, I am not interested. I don't want to be that girl. And then I saw her um, at a friend's house and she was like, just try the product. Look, it's helped this kid grow his hair back. And I'm like, it's helping kids. Like, (laughs) I was like, I want to help the kids. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to help the kids. She sold you. (laughs) She's like, oh, I've got her figured out. So I fell, I fell like totally into it. So I said, okay, I you 30 days, girl, I'm going to go all in. If this works, I'm in. If not, like, don't ever talk to me again. So I went all in and then it, it was okay. Uh, but six months in, I ran out of my warm market and everyone was teaching to spam. I'm not kidding you. Like they would give you scripts and like say, send it to people. I mean, it was ugh, ick factor, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I prayed on it and I'm like, God, I want to make this work. I hate my job. There's bully. I never see my kids. Like I would FaceTime into doctor's appointments. Like it was like the worst momming ever. And I just said, please show me the way. Like I'm so coachable. I'm hungry. I'm driven. Show me the way. And then someone, someone tagged me in a video of this girl teaching social media attraction marketing, which, which is where you offer value, attract people to you, totally different model. And I was like that, I'm going to do that. So I started going live and I was like, wake up with lemon water. Here's some natural deodorant. Like I had no freaking plan. Like I was just like, I'm going to go just live every week, every week. And then the girls that were started following me were also in network marketing and mm-hmm. direct sales. And they loved how I was showing up. And I would tell them, I don't know what I'm doing. I just learned this last week, but it's awesome. And they were like, okay. And then they would do it and it would work. So they were like, will you teach us like, vision boards and business planning and how to go live. And I was like, sure. And so I started charging them. And so that spring I was like, I need to come up with a name, you know, like I got to make this real. So I was like the gold digger girl. And I looked and no one had it. So I just grabbed the username and the the website. And then I, I started to be, I became the the gold digger girl. So when people see me in public, they're like gold digger girl. Like they don't even know my name. I'm like, Hey, it's really (laughs) awesome. But it's, you know, I'm associated with it. So yeah, yeah. Well, and so it sounds like the death of Fit Kim was kind of like meant the rebirth of the gold digger girl. Yes. And when I tried to uh, do Fit Kim, it wasn't genuine. Like I was trying to be this like fit chick and like, just show up. Like, I don't even know how to explain it, but it was like a persona. I didn't want to really say like, Oh, pizza. And like, I've got some, you know, cellulite, like it was so bizarre. And then once this all happened. I just was learning about being vulnerable and all that. And I did go through intensive therapy. So when I got into network marketing and I got it going, I would fall back, got it going, would fall back. And I was just very destructive. Like, I can't even tell you, like I, you can't exactly like rock a business. If you've had a few glasses of wine, you know, like it just wasn't working. So I got into therapy, Michelle Thompson. I talk about her all the time. She's a Reiki. uh, She's a hypnotherapist does Reiki. She's a life coach, intense therapy. 
And I worked with her virtually, like we did it remote and it was, it was months and months and months. But one day I woke up and I was positive. Like I had reprogrammed my subconscious mind. I was speaking good and truth. And I was like, you can do this. So August 1st of 2017 was the last, was the, my first day, I guess, of sobriety and haven't had a, anything since then. But my life changed after that because if mm-hmm. a hater came along or a setback or someone quit, like it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like when you can really like get your mind where you want it to be, you know, you're true, you know, mm-hmm. and you really become empowered to do anything that you want. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, um, do you think that your experience with alcoholism, just because I know that obviously it runs in my family too. Um, and in so many families, you know, it's something that people don't want to talk about or they don't want to think they have a problem. And so it's just like, well, this is just my lifestyle. Um, and, and so I'm curious, kind of what your, what, what were the things that kind of seemed to be leading you to consume more alcohol? Mm-hmm. Like I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. So one, one time, uh, I heard an audiobook, the one, uh, girl wash your face by Rachel Hollis. And she mm-hmm. was saying, there's a difference between wanting a drink and needing a drink. So like, if you want to drink, you're like, like my husband's a social drink breweries and distilleries. And like, he loves like a good, like something well-made, right. He's like, enjoys it, loves it. But when you need it, that's when there's a problem. So right. I was finding like throughout the day, I was like, oh, I can't wait to get home and just take the edge off. Right. Like it's just take the edge off. Mm-hmm. But for me, like, I'm not just have that one glass then I would have another and another, another. So this is the bottom line when it's the gap, it's called the knowing doing gap. But when you know what you want to do, like you're like, okay, in order to grow my business, I need to record a podcast, right? I need to go live. I need to start a Facebook group. Like, you know what you need to do. And then the doing you're not that gap. You have to ask yourself, why is there a gap? And for me, I identified the gap was the only time I could work on my business was at night because I was working full time and had little kids. They were one and two when I started. The only time was that sweet spot at night when my house was quiet And I wasn't able to work on my business because I was, you know, just couldn't. And so I would wake up every day with regret and remorse. And I knew there was a disconnect between what I wanted and how I was showing up. So I feel like it could be other things. Like one girl had said, I heard your story and I realized I tune out for my kids and I just turn on Netflix and I just binge watch and I don't want to deal with my kids. Like I just, that's what I'm doing. It's so destructive. Like that's not how I want to be. So it doesn't have to be alcohol or even drugs. Right. It can be food, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we were in the health and wellness space together. So yeah, it can be different ways. But... <laughs> yeah. And so you just have to ask yourself, are you showing up the way that you want to show up every day? And if not, your job is to figure out why not, and then do what you can to change that. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right. You're preaching to the choir. This is awesome. <laughs> like, <clears throat> I'm getting like a motivational session. This is great. You can come on the podcast. You can come anytime, anytime. Um, but this is, this is actually really good stuff for me to hear because I actually feel, um, and I know I'm not the only one out there where I have, you know, my company's just started moving along and I'm starting to do content and lots of things are going great. And it's funny. I am feeling that beginning process of feeling like I might be moving back. And it's not even that it's happening. It's the feeling before like maybe Mm -hmm. the action would normally happen. And so what I actually am trying to do is catch it and, and work and work through that. Um, because in the past I haven't, I'm really good at starting something, getting, putting a lot of energy into it. 
I always tell, like my husband, he's a marathon runner. You know, you know, they're just like, they're long, like they'll get it done, but it's going to be yeah. slow and steady, you know, and, but it will, mm-hmm. they'll always win that race. And for me, I'm like, well, I like to just go in spurts. I like to like run and then take a nice fat break and then run again and then take a nice fat break. So I'm feeling that, that, um, that moment of exhaustion and I think emotional exhaustion and physical exhaustion. And it's like, okay, so what would the default be? The default would be to like consume more sugar, increase alcohol, find these sort of things that will just quickly make, you know, make me feel good temporarily mm-hmm. to continue suppressing these feelings that like something needs to shift or I need to, you know, so just, you know, it's nice to talk to you and realize I'm not crazy and alone in that sort oh, of no. processing. Absolutely. And no, and I think honestly, all entrepreneurs are very creative and most of us, we do want, we have ideas. We're full of ideas. So what I heard, this is so many things, but the quote, it's like, you know, characters developed when you keep doing what you said you were going to do long after the excitement has passed. Right. Like, and I can't tell you how many nights I've stayed up. I mean, I stayed up till 3am. I don't do this often, but I did a couple weeks ago because a, a chapter was due for a book or whatever. And I was like, I said, I was going to do it. Like, so I'm here at 3am. It's my responsibility. I'm the one that waited this long or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's that, but also when we're so creative, if you're listening, you're like, Oh my gosh, that's me. Like I love starting things and I never finish it. It's so common, but Warren Buffett says, he's like, pick your, write down your 25 career goals for your whole life. Pick the five that are most doable, like closest in proximity to the completion. And your job is to ignore the other 20. Mm-hmm. Like that's not mm-hmm. the hard part for us. It's the five goals. It's ignoring the other 20. So have a parking lot, have a, I have a, the back of my note, my journal, my planner is where all my ideas go. I just had a meeting with my operations director and I was like, okay, I want, I want to create a journal. There's this, she's like, okay, that's awesome. But you need to build these modules up for the program you just sold. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, let me, let me write that down first. So I don't want to do that. I want to go make a planner that's pretty or a journal. So we're all wired that way, Ashley. Like we are all wired. Your husband is like, Scott, like just, they're just slow and steady, so reliable. They get it done. And not that he's not creative, but I feel like it's kind of a thing for us entrepreneurs. Like it's, it's hard to focus on one thing at a time, but you can't create greatness if you're bouncing all over the place. You Mm -hmm. really can't. You've got to stay the course. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I know so many people watching this know that feeling exactly. Um, Oh man, I'm just letting it all soak in what you're saying right now. (laughs) Thanks, big sis. You're welcome. I always got your back. How are you? Well, I how love are everything you? that you're doing. Oh, thank you. How are your daughters doing? How old are they now? They're so good. So Addison's six and she's in first grade and she has a YouTube channel. She goes live. Like she is a mini me. She has this imaginary conference where a gold cheetah comes out on stage and she wants me to play the drums. I don't even know. I'm like, how do I tell her that's not real? But then I'm like, I can't tell her it's not real because she's manifesting. And then Elise <laughs> is my strong will. Yeah, my strong will blessing. So she's four and she's in pre-K and, um, she, no one is going to tell that child what to do. She'll probably be running a small country at some point. She's very hard to parent, but I know she's going to be an amazing adult. This sounds, this sounds (laughs) exactly like Eli and William, like literally the, the the female, yeah. The yin versions of my yang guys. Cause I am like, (laughs) I am at a loss for my son. I don't eat my younger one. I'm just like, 
I don't even know. There's no book. You're just like, I, I'm trying to make bumpers and I hope to God that like, you know, the, the, the crashing isn't too painful every time. <laughs> just like... <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's yeah. so, I think it's a birth order thing too. I've heard other people say the second one's a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. God, <sighs> is what is that? Mm-hmm. I know. God, I think God's just like, oh, how cute. It's like his like free entertainment. <laughs> you know, it's funny when I think about, um, I feel like it's honestly a great, if you have a strong-willed kid that has the freedom to really express that out, it really says a lot. I, I, this is how I take credit. So it says mm-hmm. a lot about our parenting that we have created such a safe environment for them to lose their freaking minds all the time. And that that's how, true. that's how safe they feel. And what a gift that is that we can provide to them, you know? Oh yeah. That's so. huge. One of my friends, she's a mom of four and she's like her, like, well, he's so put together her son, like and Elise is the same way at school. She's amazing. Like they're like, they send happy grams home and I'm reading it. And I'm like, there's no way this is the same kid. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean, but like, I like, total, and she loses it here. And my friend was like, you, it's me. It's not my husband. You are her safest place in this whole world where she can let it all go. She doesn't have to wear a mask. She doesn't have to hold it together. She can just let it all go and be her complete self. And I'm like, oh, so then it was like a badge of honor, right? Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you said, that's, that's a, that's a safe yeah. parenting thing that yeah, it's like, that. I'll take all the scars, physical scars. I mean, I have a like scratch down the side of, you know, how people get the teardrop. Like mine is just oh, like yeah. a long line of fingernail <laughs> scratch. I'm like, Oh, what a gift. What a gift I yes, can give you. Yeah. <laughs> I have lots of bruises on my legs. Don't feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. So the, one of the themes that, uh, we have been talking a lot about sunspice or here at sunspice is this balance of yin and yang, because the energy of the masculine and feminine has been a really hot topic lately. And you see it on so many fronts. And so I'm actually curious how in your household it works, because for you in this energy of yang, like having to keep momentum going and be the force behind your business, how, how do you find that balance one of, you know, your like fem- feminine and masculine side to get things done, but also to rejuvenate and heal and all that um, within yourself. And then also in your family, I'm just curious how you find balance yeah. with a house that has, you know, a force of an entrepreneur like you. It's <laughs> a lot going on. So yeah, of course you have to start with yourself and it took me a while to get this. So I've been online for three and a half three years, but I've been, you know, doing network marketing for three and a half. So it took time to get here, but I work less than I I worked. I work less than 40 hours a week. So I have learned my team knows you won't hear me from 3 PM when she gets off the bus until nine 30 at night. Like, don't, don't even try. If you do, it'll just sit there, but there's, you know, everyone knows how to get what they need. It's not through me. So setting boundaries up within, you know, your, your work is really important and then Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself. So I go, I get massages all the time. Um, I think it's an investment in my health. Like it's expensive, but I'm like, yeah, but me having that energy to be a good mom is, you know, so I get massages, I do yoga. Um, I was just tapping. I had a weird situation with a doctor's, a virtual doctor's appointment. And so I was like really frustrated by it. And I was like, I'm going to tap because I got my coaching calls coming up with my students so I try to yeah. do that kind of stuff. I journal all that. And, yeah. and with my kids and as a family, it's separating it. So for what I do is I pretend, and this is in the book, why balance is BS. I pretend I take my entrepreneurial hat off 
and I'm mom. So it's like, okay, let's go play. What's going on? How are you doing? How is your day? Um, someone told me once that if you talk to your kids when they're, they're little, they'll talk to you when they're older. And that really stuck with me. So I'm really big on like, let's talk. And Addison just all the time. So that's easy. But at least, you know, it takes a little bit longer. But what does she mm-hmm. want to do? She just wants to sit in my lap, you know, and then she's happy. So I think the biggest thing is having the boundaries because we both work from home. Scott works for the state, but he's been home since COVID. So oh, he wow. has an office set up in our bedroom. And so he's completely separate. He's doing his thing over there. I'm doing my thing here. When we're done, it's like, cool, we're back in a you know family mode. So I think just having those boundaries, but taking care of yourself, because honestly, mm-hmm. it's true. Your kids get your overflow. So if you're depleted or you're snapping at them, it's probably just because you haven't taken enough care of yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, totally. And for people that don't know, um, and I have a, I have a little bit of a background of what it is, but I think a lot of people are curious, what is tapping and what is that process yeah. that is so good? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. So tapping is where you tap your mer- meridian points. So you have them all over, but it's basically, you know, different kind of mostly in your, your, uh, well, you do your wrist and then different wrist meridian here. points around your face. Yeah. And then you can do it here and then up, up on top. So if you type in, um, Brad Yates is one that I do for quick ones, Brad Yates on YouTube. I have a coach in my program that she does it. Um, so you can find lots of people who do it, but basically we energy is real and it is stored in our cells. It's circulating through our body and they've been able to physically see, like we store emotions and all that. So as negative emotions are running through our body, maybe you feel Mm -hmm. frustrated or bored or angry or depressed anything it is, you've got this negative energy. So what tapping does is it disrupts the negative energy flowing through your body. And then you are basically redirecting it to positive. So with tapping, you speak like, I'm feeling really frustrated right now because this happened. And then you basically through the process of tapping, flip the whole thing. Like, but I guess there's lots of things that I could be grateful for right now that I could focus on. And And so are you tapping and you're tapping while you're going through all of these? Yeah, you're you're tapping while you're talking. So what I do is when I'm watching it, I repeat what he says and and I do it with him. Mm-hmm. And I've been tapping for about three and a half years. Um, when I was going through all that transformation work with my mindset to overcome the negative thinking um, at work, I would sometimes have some frustrations at work. So I would go find a quiet place and tap for five minutes and boom, it was amazing. I was able to just get out of that funk. Think of a funk, right? You have a, mm-hmm. just not feeling so awesome literally tapping it's the benefits are profound. So what, I mean, how many minutes for you, obviously now you're kind of more attuned to it, but how, what's the sort of, how much time does someone need to take to go set aside to do that? I've always done the really short ones that are less than 10 minutes. I know some people teach, like, I think it's Margaret, someone she's famous too. Hers are a little bit longer, but he's, he has a lot of short ones and, you know, just like ADD Mm -hmm. next thing. So I just do like five or six minutes and it, cool. it totally works for me. Cool. I'm gonna have to try it. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's funny. I used to do it with Eli just when he was little, um, but I, I never really did it on myself. So I'm gonna have to try that out. How interesting. Yeah. Safe mom life. <laughs> just giving it out. Selling the soul. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You get all the goods. Yeah. Well, um, it, it, I will say humbly uh, that that watching you kind of move through your transformation, obviously steps ahead of me. Even though I, even though I had a, I was much younger when I had my first child. So there were certain things I went through. Um, I think there's sort of just a process with age and emotions and dealing with traumas 
and looking at your darker stuff that just kind of naturally occurs later on in life. And so obviously because you're older than me, I I got to watch you from afar since you going through your stuff. Um, and, and it's been inspiring to see you kind of move past that because when I had, uh, Eli or sorry, when I had William, I went into that deep, dark depression, you know, and it was, it Mm -hmm. was like I, the, the drinking to cope, you know, not eating just lots of coffee and caffeine to get through the day and just, yeah, I'm just total, total destructive depletion. You know, I'm still young enough. I'll be fine. And then you wake up one day and you're like, yeah, I don't know, not getting any younger and I'm not feeling any younger. Yeah. So, um, to watch you kind of just in that having overcome that has been really inspiring for me because I'm, I can feel like I'm in the beginnings of moving out of that place and at the beginnings of my healing. Um, but feel like I have a lot to learn from you as do I think many other people do. So, um, if, yeah, if people want to work with you or learn more about you, golddiggergirl.com is where they're going to go. Yeah. The best place to connect is on Instagram and Facebook. So if you like following stories and all that, it's the gold digger girl, G O A L. So just type in the gold digger girl website. I mean, wherever you're hanging out in there. And then I go live at one o'clock central every Monday on Facebook. So if you do want to learn how to build on social media, it's the gold digger girl. It's my Facebook business page. That would be the best place. Okay. And then if someone wants to work, like certain people may just be like, I want her to work with her right now. And they can, would that still be the best way to get in touch with you. Yeah. So you can shoot me a message over those places and I'm on every single day. You can also click services um, on my website, thegolddiggergirl.com. Just hit the menu button and you'll see a spot to contact me. Cool. That's great. Well, Kim, it's been fabulous chatting with you and I will get to see you next week. So excited. Counting down the days. I know. All right. Well, thank you so much. And we will be here next week um, again for another episode of Sunspice Wisdom. Thank you, Kim, for hopping on. And until next time, we will see you all later. Bye. Bye.